Good morning, guys. Hope everyone is well and safe. It's Colin here from Change Your Minds Kent, and I'm delighted to bring you our second episode uh, with our CEO, Tom Jeffs. Good morning, Tom. Good afternoon, Colin. Good afternoon. Thanks good afternoon, sir. How are we doing today? <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah, not not. How's not it all going today, bad. Tom? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, it's sunny. Um, I've just heard that um, not only not not only Boris Johnson has got the uh, the coronavirus, but now Matt Hancock. So. Um, there's a lot of uh, really? there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress going on. I suppose people will be able to tell in this podcast, like where we are in the stream of time, that depending yeah, on who, absolutely. Who, who's got coronavirus and and how bad we all think it is. Definitely, no, it's, it's it's definitely there's a lot of anxiety in the air. But again, hopefully, with our listeners, it'd be great to obviously get your input, Tom, and obviously some self care, some cope, self coping strategies to kind of help people out there that might be feeling a little bit anxious. Um, so, yeah, we're delighted to have you on. Um, so just a quick one, Tom, would it just give us a bit of a background about kind of your, your role within mental health and, and your, your day-to-day role kind of at the moment? Yeah, okay. So, um, so yeah, I've been working with Change Your Minds for a couple of years, but really I've been working in mental health um, all my life. Um, I did a little kind of stint as a teacher when I left university, but that was way too stressful. I thought I'd work in mental health. <laughs> Um, and that that was um, surprisingly, I actually enjoyed that a little bit more because because uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy people. So I, I've I've worked um, as like in health and social care uh, and mental health services in the community. So um, with care homes and and supportive living yeah. and what have you. Um, in the last Fantastic. few last few years, I've been um, I've been delivering uh, mental health first aid. Um, as you know, because um, we, we do it together, don't we? Um, yeah. You do the yeah. mental health first aid. Um, and so I've been delivering that for a few years. So, and, and that's really kind of got me kind of quite interested in, in, in uh, what it is that we can learn in order to yeah. like, improve our own uh, mental well-being. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's rewarding. As you said, obviously, we, we deliver a lot of the, uh, the, the mental health first aid so a lot of corporate organizations and equally the youth the youth mental health first aid is expanding massively as well um and there's a massive demand isn't there tom obviously if we can educate young people um you know all the way from secondary school up to adolescence then we're obviously going to be making an impact yeah yeah absolutely and i think what's going to be really interesting um about the kind of period we're in is is it's really going to kind of show up um people's mental health there's a lot of people kind of self-isolating and, and i think there's something about self-isolating that's really gonna kind of show the kind of um cracks and the need for mental health support in a way that people have never seen it before um because yeah, there's something absolutely. about being on your own um mm. uh, and being away from other people that i, I don't know we, we just we're just really not well designed for that at all and i think it puts a lot of stress on people um yeah you know so i think i think we're seeing a lot of that yeah, absolutely. No, spot on. So obviously for people, obviously this is our second episode. So for obviously in terms of changing minds, Kent, so can you tell everyone a little bit about what your role is with the organisation and uh, for people that maybe have not listened to the first episode, uh, episode what it is Changing Minds does, Tom? Yeah, well, um, so we, we, um, we're kind of interested, I suppose, in, in, a, in a lot of different kind of uh, projects in the local community. So I think the first thing for people to know is that we're, we're local, we're kind of based in Kent. Yeah. And a lot of the work that we do is in Kent uh, with Kentish people. Um, and the, the kind of things that we're interested in, or the particular things that I'm interested in, I'm certainly interested in the kind of the, the training um, with people. So I've, I have been um, delivering the mental health first aid for, for a couple of years. And people have really kind of quite in enjoyed that uh, initially people come on mental health first day because they like the idea of being 
um, helping someone else. Uh, and yeah. I think probably be wor- it'd be worth um, people actually knowing what we mean by mental health first aid because I've had some people yeah, yeah. Like, they've come and, and, and asked, like, you know, are we doing resuscitation with the Annie dolls? And, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, what's the latest um, on uh, need to do breaths and stuff like that? And I'm like, it's got nothing to do with physical first aid. This is mental health first aid. And so I give people the um, the idea of, of um, in, for people to kind of grasp the idea of mental health first aid. It's about, um, you know, how would you deal with a, a colleague or a friend who was feeling suicidal? Like, what would you mm. say to them? Um, a lot of people would just want to swerve that conversation because they wouldn't want to say the wrong thing, but that's not actually that helpful. And, and so um, we go through a lot of kind of different mental health issues. We look, we look at a lot of the kind of um, best practice. Um, and what's the other question I ask? Well, what would you do if someone's having a panic attack? Uh, mm. You ask these questions and most people are all oh, not really too sure. So th- these are things that we go through in mental health first stage. You know, how, how is it we kind of deal with people who are depressed? people are anxious what does that look like and what is it that we can do with our friends and our colleagues in order to have like mentally better workplaces and families uh, and it's, it's a great course and of course what happens is that people come on the course and they're looking to maybe help someone else um, yeah but what tends to happen is they end up picking a few tips up for themselves and that's something I suppose is why I wanted to come on the kind of podcast because over the years I've picked up loads of little tips working in mental health and little things that help other people and then one day I, I sort of thought to myself I was really stressed I'm like you know what Tom you've picked up all these tools all these helpful ideas but you never apply any of them to yourself um, yeah yeah and you know and, and ironically we've got all these mental health professionals running around stressed um, yeah absolutely you know I mean? so um, it, some of these ideas I sort of kind of like form a little bit more kind of concretely and then look to kind of share them with other people and I, and I found them helpful for me and, um, you know, so I suppose this is what this kind of uh, podcast is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're spot on. And just to echo what you said, Tom, about. Um, so Tom and I, the at the deck of the MHFA delivery world, for people listening. Um, so it's, it's gone really well. well. Um, but you're... <laughs> yeah, we haven't really figured that out. No. We're going to have to get some name badges. We will. And, and so we're clear on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, for people that I, I've done a podcast with a, a friend of mine that's got a, a CIC, it's, it's all about boxing and community boxing programs. And I, I said to the listeners, you know, when I had a panic attack 10 years ago, Similarly, I was, you know, there was no, there was no signs or symptoms. There was no kind of, yeah. um, there was no stresses in my life that would have triggered that. Yeah. But it, it happens to anyone and everyone, doesn't it, Tommy? You don't have to have any kind of physical symptoms as such. It can just happen out of the blue, can't it? Yeah, well, we'll, 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 we'll kind of, we can kind of talk about that, um, I suppose, a bit later. Yeah. This is not an uncommon thing that people's, I mean, we've met a few people, haven't we, even on the Mental Health First Aid course, where their first experience of, like, personal mental distress was when they had a panic attack and, and it seemingly came out the blue. Um, and yeah. So that's something maybe we'll kind of talk about a little bit later on in this this episode. Which, well, something I'd like to talk about. I don't know if you do. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's great to have you on, Tom, because I know you're extremely busy with um, with, with your role on a day-to-day basis. Um, but just, just before we kind of kick off and look at some of the mindfulness tips and, and strategies that you've kind of learned over the years, Obviously, COVID-19 is the big hot topic. It's obviously impacting, obviously, the globe. Yeah. What's your kind of stance in terms of giving everyone a bit of uh, positivity on the Friday afternoon? How, how do you kind of see the developments and how would you help kind of um, give a little bit of reassurance to the people that might be feeling a little bit anxious? Well, um, you know, this is something else I suppose we talk a lot in, the, in our training is, is, the, is the role of the media. Uh, and it was something that we kind of been putting out because it... 
not only do I work for Changing Minds, but I also work for Avondale Care. Um, and, and so we do have a, a lot of kind of support and care obligations in the community at the minute. And one of the things that we um, have even been saying to um, to some of the people that we're working with in the communities is being really careful about how much time you're spending watching the news. And I tell you what, I'm I'm literally the worst. I mean, I'm, I'm giving this like I'm the, I'm the biggest <laughs> hypocrite, but I'm aware that we need to be kind of careful about um, how much time we, we spend um, reading um in the news and certainly think about where that news comes from because um there's, there's a lot of kind of unsubstantiated kind of news which can be kind of quite scary uh, and sometimes it's yeah written, it's written just for the clicks you know it's just written just for kind of get, getting on um 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 you know for, for marketing kind of purposes and and so I, I suppose if anything it would be um um to kind of limit uh, how much kind of time you're kind of spending on on social media looking at like scare stories because it's just not good yeah it's, yeah it's really kind of freaked a lot of people out so i think just be careful about that and maybe spend a little bit more time we've had a lovely heat wave spend a bit more time in the sunshine <laughs> um you know yeah doing some, absolutely doing some mindfulness is what I'd, what I'd be saying yeah absolutely and i think you're spot i think um just taking you know a little a little kind of point you said there about the apps and social media and for you know i deleted my sky news app last week because yeah. as you said you get all these alert all these alerts that say you know we've had and it, it is anxiety inducing so just as tom said guys anyone that you know just try it for a couple of days you know take a break from social media connect go and get some sunshine and just do things that are going to take your mind away from it which, yeah. which will help massively it's, it's a big thing in the, in america isn't it with the kind of like the 24-hour news where they just have like a banner coming across the bottom you know the 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 risk the risk rating is now red and it comes flashing across <laughs> the screen like be worried um, like something's going to happen and um it, it it people are just kind of walking around in a constant state of fear and anxiety yeah, yeah. and um as you know that's not good for your mental health you know you need to have a bit of downtime and um and you can't be in a in, in a state of panic all the time otherwise you will burn out Absolutely. No spot on. And so for those, for those that are, you know, potentially we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, so we're going to talk about the fruit belt on, which you kind of learned in terms of the mindfulness and the way that's delivered. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on to that in a little sec. Um, but what would you say in terms of um, how do you, in terms of communities coming together, how would you, how, how have you seen that in your area where you live? Have you seen that being kind of promoted more now, the fact that people are coming out and supporting each other? Yeah, I, I think there's something, isn't there, about having a common enemy. I mean, it's, it's kind of classic psychology, really, that, uh, you know, when there's a common enemy, people kind of come together. And, and when things are really, you know, strange times, I think people start to um, really appreciate um, the contact that they have with people. So I know us uh, in this country largely um, aren't the most social people in the world, um, you know, maybe compared to some of our European neighbours. Um, but I, I sort of certainly found people to be a little bit more um, gregarious and amiable, um, you know, when we're out and about that people are a bit more interested in like how you're doing and is everyone all right? Because I, I think everyone knows that, that, that people are in this together and we, we, we've got this yeah. common enemy um, in this kind of virus and it's going to, you know, impact us and our families uh, and our jobs and stuff like that. So I think there's, yeah. there is a sense of that in the, in the community. Um, certainly. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's great. Obviously, Changing Minds Kent, um, obviously, we deliver, you know, we try and deliver a lot of preventive projects. And Tom might want to expand on this, but we've launched a, a project called the Lifeboat Programme, mm. which is supporting vulnerable and isolated uh, individuals, yeah. predominantly in Westgate and Birchington. And I know a lot of them, your staff from Avondale have been helping out massively in, in getting 
care packages to their to the service users so yeah. did you want to tell everyone a little bit more about how that's kind of imp- i mean it's been an absolute success this week tom isn't it it's well, com- completely uh, taken off Colin, I'm, i mean i commend <laughs> you and steve really for kind of getting that going but um um, certainly, it's been um, a great thing to sort of see uh, people um, interested in supporting that. We've had a lot of kind of donations and um, there have been like a number of people who are kind of self-isolating and, um, and vulnerable people self-isolating. Yeah, It's absolutely. been really good to sort of see a bit of community spirit and and um, and volunteers that have been helping taking out these kind of packages and just supporting people um, to stay in uh, and to look after their health. Yeah, and I, I suppose a lot of people listening as well. Obviously, the NHS. It was amazing last night to to hear everyone. I know down where I live, everyone was clapping and yeah. pots and pans yeah. were being fired about, which yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but equally, some of the guys you employed that are you know on the front line as well, you know, yeah. supporting the, the most vulnerable in society. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a massive round of applause to those oh, guys absolutely. as well because it's, it's um, fantastic job. Definitely. Cool. So what we're going to have to do, we're, we're, but what we're really keen to hear, Tom, is um, kind of mindfulness, because I know it's one of your passions and, yeah. and you really endorse it and promote it. So we're going to have a little chat about the fruit bowl. So do you want to give the guys a little bit of a, a kind of brief overview, overview about what it is and how it was introduced? Yeah, well, this, this, this is, I think it's a great idea. It's something that I, I use a lot at home and at work. Um, and it's an idea that was in, introduced to me when I was um, studying mindfulness many years ago. And, and it's a simple metaphor. Um, basically, we we are we are a fruit bowl, or we have a fruit bowl, uh, and the amount of fruit we have in our fruit bowl represents pretty much, you know, how much fruit, how much kind of fuel we've got left in the tank, so to speak. So I don't know if, right, if, okay. if, if you've been in that situation. You know, sometimes you've got a lot of fruit in your fruit bowl, you're feeling great, you know, and you're feeling quite generous with people. Other times, you don't have any fruit left in your fruit bowl, um, and. Uh, maybe you've experienced this, Colin. I don't know. Like sometimes someone comes along and they take the last bit of fruit out of your fruit bowl. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, lo- I mean, I love my fruit time. I mean, like... <laughs> so when it's all gone, I'm very yeah, I'm stressed. Yeah. Well, that that moment, you know, someone takes the last bit of fruit out of your fruit bowls. It's like, you know, not normally you have like a bit of a reaction to that. Um, and what can tend to happen is you end up trying to steal the fruit back, and you end up with a bit of a tussle with someone. Um, and you're grabbing it, you're trying to get your bit of fruit back, and they're trying to take a bit of fruit. And on the end, nobody gets the fruit, uh, and you're kind of yeah. interaction. And that happens, you know, in work, um, that happens in families uh, where someone's just had enough. Um, and, and the interesting thing about this idea of a fruit bowl is that, and I suppose this is where it comes in with kind of managing stress, is, is taking the time to check how much fruit you've actually got in your fruit bowl. Because many people don't realise that they've run out until it's too late. Until they're, until yeah, they're sounding absolutely. off at someone at work or, or at home um, uh, and um, they're in that situation. They didn't realise. And the, the, it's, it's a bit of a mindfulness idea that, that we have a more of awareness of what is going on with ourselves. Um, but what's interesting is the, the more that you kind of study mindfulness, the more kind of self-aware uh, you become with 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 your stress levels and what have you, and like how much how much fruit you've got left in your fruit bowl. Um, and when you're starting to get low, you know that you need to kind of maybe take 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 five. You need to kind of look after yourself, yeah. uh, and then you you make sure that you don't get to a point where you've run out. Um, so it's kind of really interesting. You know, we were kind of talking before about the kind of idea of people having panic attacks, and you talked about a panic attack coming from nowhere. And we've met a couple of other yeah, people yeah. where that's kind of happened. Um, it's an it's an interesting idea that I think largely m- many people 
And um, I suppose I'm sort of suggesting that you were in this camp to, in one degree or another, um, are largely kind of unaware of what's going on with themselves. Um, and it's only when your body starts complaining um, that you, you start to realise that there's an issue. Um, and so yeah. it's, it's really interesting that, you know, the more that we kind of spend time kind of aware of our, you know, where we're actually at, um, the more likely we were to do something about it. And so what I think is going on, yeah. minute, especially with this kind of COVID-19, is that there's a lot of people running around and they're, they're being very practical about stuff. And that's great. Um, but it's, it's going to be really important that they kind of take a bit of time to look after themselves because they will run out of fruit. And when they run out of fruit, they're not going to be any, any good for anyone because they're, they're going to be finished and they're going to be burnt out. Um, and so mm, I think that's absolutely. really important. Um, so, yeah, so that's something, um, you know, um, how much fruit do you have in your fruit bowl, Colin, at the minute? I don't know. What would you say? <laughs> well, yeah, it's really, well, I'm quite optimistic. You, you know what I'm like, Tom, but I mean, we, again, the podcast I've done with my friend this week and I'm quite optimistic about the, the situation and always trying to be upbeat. You know, you've got to make the best out of the situation, but there are times, you know, working from home and I was going to elaborate that a lot of people are working from yeah. home now and trying to homeschool. Yeah. And I know it's something that we've spoken about, Tom and, and the rest of the team about doing some wider support for, for families around about, you know, uh, looking after young people, but equally, how to support themselves during challenging times because we're not used to as a nation to you know be stuck indoors and not socialize and interact with people on a daily yeah. basis that, that face-to-face communication um but yeah we've had to adapt we've got a nine-month-old son as you know and it's been you know it's been a challenge um adapting to new new ways of working but the fruit bowl's starting to fill up again now i think we've started to look at different ways of working this week yeah. and you know, knowing that actually that nine to five is not going to work. So yeah. that's the micro sessions where we can be a bit more productive. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you, I mean, you were just telling me before this podcast, you were out for a walk. And I think this is what, yeah, one of yeah. the other things I would say. It's interesting is that the government in the middle of a pandemic and, and that they're saying, but, you know, still go out for a walk. So go out and get some exercise <laughs> yeah. because they know how important it is for, for the maintenance yeah, of people's yeah. mental health. So, I mean, that's something um, to kind of bear in mind, um, really. And, and, um, there was something I was reading today, which was which was interesting, and it, it, it might it somewhat kind of fits in with the idea of the fruit bowl. Um, and it was three ways um, to improve your well-being. It's called the three M's. You know, M, M for right, mother. Okay. Um, the, the first one was move. You know, it's about exercise, mm. and and there's a lot of kind of research which kind of shows that um, exercise is incredibly important um, in, in um, you know improving your kind of motivation and your mood. Um, the other one was to make, um, and this was, you know, make your bed, um, make your, your, your environment be as good as it can be and finish something. You know, if you can do a bit of gardening, great. Um, like um, there's something about actually starting a project and finishing, which is kind of really good for our mental health and our mood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the final one is meat. Um, and it, it's, it's yeah. interesting, you know, what we were kind of saying. Um, I mean, I've been doing lots of Zoom calls. Um, with work and stuff like that and I, I don't feel like I've been affected as badly being able to no, see no, absolutely. is really important I don't know if you found that I, yeah, do you know what I've, um, I found it really useful so we had a team meeting this morning using Zoom and I, I, I loved it I think it was quite um, I didn't feel awkward I found it very engaging and it actually made me smile because I could have that, inter- that little bit of interaction for half an hour yeah. um, and equally to communicate we've, so with my family for example we've downloaded an app um, where we can all interact on the only evening and we played a little quiz. So yeah, I think, yeah, like, as you say, there's, there's means that people can still communicate, um, which, which is fantastic. And I think 
going back to what you were saying, Tom, about the, I think in our, our society or the millennials, where we've, we, you know, we, we're quite lucky, we've got all this technology and we can meet friends for coffees and go to the pub. Whereas a lot of the older population where they're wartime babies, if you like, are quite used to this and they're quite grounded, mm. but they'll still try and go out and get their loaf of bread and they'll still try and go out because that's how they've been brought up to be resilient and, you know, um, that tough upper lip, stiff upper lip, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting, but I, I love this metaphor and I've, it just brought me back to every time I was working. Um, so kind of going back, I used to work in sport and public health, as you know, and, uh, there was always a thing that got my my fruit bowl would be stressed when there was no printer no paper in the printer. <laughs> so we'd yeah. have an office of thirty yeah, people, yeah. and you, you know you have that one strategy you need to print out, or that one report for your senior manager that it's four fifty eight, and you have to be out the building by quarter past five. You press print, and it's jammed, <laughs> and you can't. And I don't know what happened every week, but luckily we could see who was the last one to use the printer. So then that person got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were like, why did you not put? paper in that printer but um, no, that, that, that would be yeah, like I an example it, of like the last bit of fruit coming out your fruit bowl that, that was yeah. it yeah every friday yeah. you had to print off something yeah. and then yeah but but it's a really good metaphor and i think people listening um i suppose how do they know tom if um how much fruit they have in their bowl i suppose so how does someone know if they've um how much fruit they have in their bowl and obviously because they can't see it so how would they know well i mean this is the interesting thing um you know this is actually a mindfulness idea and um yeah one of the interesting things um is that many people um think that their body is just a trans um, transportation uh, mechanism for their brain you know that, that like their right. heads are just walking around and their bodies are just kind of carrying them and, then, and their body's got nothing to do with their head and of course nothing could be further from the truth um, but people seem yeah. to be very kind of um cerebrally centered if that's even a phrase i don't know but you know what i mean like they're very, they're very <laughs> we'll google, we'll google that but one of the things <laughs> yeah. that you kind of learn when you do mindfulness is really interesting is something um sort of uh, 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 an awareness of um uh, something they called introception and introception mm. is an awareness of internal kind of feeling so we have all these kind of like nerve endings which not just kind of go to the end of our skins but also into our stomach so you will know if you're feeling anxious sometimes you feel that in your stomach uh, yeah um, and so they were they, they were called that that's an introceptive feeling a feeling that you feel inside um, and what's interesting is that the more that you do mindfulness the the, the better you are at listening um right, to your okay. body I'm, I'm trying to find the best phrase maybe that um might people might not understand that but certainly being aware of the of the 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 this kind of introception and what's interesting is that the more the more introceptive you are, um, the more um, aware you are of, of, of different kind of bodily sensations that you have, um, and the more likely you are to spot the times when you're starting to run out of fruit in your fruit bowl because mm. you start to feel it like an elevation, maybe in your kind of blood pressure. Uh, and what's really interesting is that the more aware you are, you kind of catch that at an earlier, earlier stage. Um, for many yeah. people, they don't realise they're stressed until five minutes after giving someone a right good old argument. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, actually, absolutely. Maybe I'm being a bit irritable. But the, the more you kind of practice that kind of self-awareness, the more you can kind of catch stuff beforehand and put stuff in place. Um, and, you know, like we were just talking about, how do you get more fruit in your fruit bowl? Well, you know, make something, you know, finish something, um, do something creative. We talked about meeting people. We're talking about exercise and moving. You know, these are all like common things. And um, 
that people can do. Absolutely. Um, but they do put fruit in your fruit bowl. So, you know, I would definitely say um, like being aware of yourself through doing the mindfulness and, and just trying to take a bit of time just to go and sit somewhere quietly and do some deep breathing. Um, you know, those things can be really helpful, putting more fruit in your fruit bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. And yeah, just I'm just kind of picking up on some of the, the, the points you made this on about the three M's, which is great. And again, what, when we deliver our training, we talk about self-care and, yeah. you know, physical activity. What, what, in terms of physical activity, I know we're going to be doing some pods with Billy, who's um, recently joined the team and he's got a fitness and nutrition yeah. background. But did, I don't know if you want to explain to people about dopamine, because I read a really good blog this morning about the impact this has had on professional footballers. Right. So with professional footballs are so routine, you know, they're going to training, they've got the camaraderie yeah. and now to being thrusted into work, you know, not working uh, from yeah. home, um, but they're, they're now more isolated and they haven't got that, that kind of uh, structure around them. Um, but did you want to talk about dopamine because it, and kind of the impacts and why that helps people feel better? Yeah, well, it's, um, it's an interesting thing. I mean, we talk about, um, I don't know where people know what dopamine is, but dopamine, um, mm. you know, just talking about kind of i suppose like neurobiology dopamine is a is a a neurotransmitter uh, and this is a type of like a, a messenger uh, molecule which kind of interacts in between our in between our neurons um and i don't know because uh, i've i've read some different things about dopamine it might not necessarily be dopamine because there are lots of different types of neurotransmitters but um generally kind of what's kind of interesting about neurotransmitters is that it's really important that um, that you have firstly enough of them and secondly, that you don't have too many of them, that you have a kind of good balance. Yeah. Uh, and you will know that, you know, the, the, the general kind of medically accepted model um, when it comes to something like uh, depression um, with, with um, neurotransmitters is that there isn't enough neurotransmitter activity going on um, and that exercise can actually boost that. Um, so you'll kind of find that yeah. you know, after a good walk, um, or a good meal you know we have these things that kind of stimulate our bodies and our minds that we've actually got you know it's, it's a little bit like oiling the cogs in our mind and that, that can be really important so I think for people maybe that are stuck at home um, you might be starting to feel lethargic it's because you're not getting the the stimulation of work um, sunlight and stuff like that so it might be good to kind of bear in mind getting out getting the sunshine for a walk because um, you will actually kind of feel the benefit um absolutely the other yeah. side getting that vitamin d yeah, the other side <laughs> of that is, is having too many too much kind of neurotransmitter activity uh, because you're overstimulated so you know if you're up all night um reading the news articles on the latest like covid19 alerts and stuff like that it will start to send mm. you um, a little bit manic and you will start having symptoms of anxiety so it's really it's really important yeah. to get a balance between like, how much you're kind of stimulating your mind and body and making sure you get enough rest at night, make sure you're kind of sleeping well um, and, and, and and kind of getting that balance. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, and that's a really good point. And I, I think you're spot on in terms of just making sure people that self-care is, is the priority because we know it's, it's, it's challenging times at the moment. But absolutely, it's about having that balance and that structure as you would do if you went into the workplace or or any other role during the day, I mm. suppose. Um, but I really like to make the, the free M. So everyone listening, I mean, write that down. And again, there's a lot of online support with um, various national charities, CMK, local charities and stuff like that. But I really like the fact that those free M's are really simple. And if people oh, you just, like you know, learn to move I, a little bit more. I, yeah. I like that. M&M, yeah, M&M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping like, <laughs> this was going to be about the fruit bowl, but you've, like, you've, you're running with the M&M and that's fine. I've kind of flipped no, it, fine. yeah. And this is why the podcasts are brilliant because we, we're just being organic with this. It's original. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, and I suppose that the make, I mean, I was, I was joking around with my fiance and I said, I'm going to learn to draw. And she started giggling. It's like, <laughs> but I've never learned, I've never learned to sketch. And I think for me, my mission is that I can, for, you know, even if we're talking about a fruit bowl, that might be my mission. So I'm to sketch a fruit yeah, bowl. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you and, what, uh, <laughs> might be really good. If you, could, if you could draw, is that the, is yeah, that the plan? Do some drawings. We'll stick them on the website. <laughs> and we'll all, we'll all, yeah, it'll be yeah. very amusing. We'll set a challenge to everyone. We'll do, do some, uh, yeah, not not life drawings, but yeah, yeah, but it just literally, I mean, obviously, when we deliver training, we talk about you know, we have our, our different strategies, you and I, that we, we might handle our, our yeah. well being. So, for me, it's sport, yeah. I play a lot of yeah. football, um, and etc. But I, you know, it just comes to me that I've never, you know, I've always wanted to try and draw or paint, and I've never. Again, never thought I'd have the skill or the talent yeah. to do that. But I suppose in terms of that middle end, you know, make something, yeah, something yeah, different. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be my, um, my yeah, little target. Um, so, yeah, and in terms of meeting people, so obviously it's very difficult at the moment. So we spoke about the online social media content. How would you encourage people to kind of meet out and connect well, to other people? Like that yeah, in- you know what? I mean, I've, I've seen a, a few kind of ideas which have been kind of quite interesting. Um, and what's kind of interesting um, about the kind of video calling and stuff like that. So I know a lot of people are talking about Zoom. There are other things other than Zoom. Obviously, people are kind of FaceTime and stuff like that. What's really interesting about the interaction is normally when you ring someone, there's a purpose behind it. You know, like you call someone, it's because you need to tell them something or ask them something. And then once you've done that asking, um, then, you, then you sort of like you finish the conversation, you're hanging up. And that's yeah. not necessarily how our interaction goes. Say if you're spending time with friends and family, the, the interaction's a little bit different, isn't it? So, so I think what people have been doing yeah, is they've been yeah. having Zoom parties, or they've been having dinner parties over Zoom um, or FaceTime and stuff like that. Um, and there will be kind of times when maybe it, you know the conversation goes a little bit quiet, and you might think, "Oh, am I supposed to hang up now?" Um, don't hang up, you know, like bear <laughs> with it, keep going. Um, um, cause it's really important to have that conversation. So me and um, a few friends met down the, um, the virtual pub. Um, we all had, uh, we had a drink. Like it. What's the pub called? What's it yeah, called? Have you got a name pub. for it? That's because that's the app, isn't it? The Zoom. The Zoom pub. pub. That's the app that we <laughs> sort of do the video call in. Um, and what's really good in, in Zoom is that you can have a little background, can't you? So I've got a little, like a little background of an Irish pub and everybody gets a drink. Um, and we kind of sit there and we have a bit of a conversation. And you know what? It's, it's, it's been really good. I mean, we sat there and had a laugh for an hour. And it felt like we'd had our friends around and we'd kind of spent that bit of time. And I think that kind of stuff's really important, you know, that you actually kind of take the time um, to have conversations with people. And that they're more than just surface conversations. You know, like we have these kind of surface yeah, conversations, don't we? And I, so I, I have this kind of idea, Um that I've been trying to develop for my own mental health in the last few months, and that's kind of meeting people for coffee. And I don't remember, I was telling you about this. Yeah, I remember you saying, um, I, yeah. I, I, I texted yeah. a friend and I said, oh, do you want to meet for coffee? And he, and he said, why? Like, what's up, you okay? And I said, you know, I just have a chat, <laughs> chat about what? And, and it, you know, it, it was an alien concept that the idea that, like, to men, and, and this is particularly bad for, for men generally, isn't it? Um, I suppose men do have the, oh, let's go up the pub for a pint. Um, um, but um, men aren't particularly good at having conversations and maybe maybe women are a yeah. bit better kind of going out and having coffee but I said to him look let's just go out for a coffee just, just have a chat you know about, about what's going on in your life and like, how are things and um, what's really interesting is that some people that might, might that might make them feel a little bit uncomfortable but I was really trying to get yeah. down to like level three like conversations with people like you know how are you really doing 
how you actually doing because I'm, I'm interested yeah, in people. Yeah. I'm interested in all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I had some really great conversations with people and I've really got to know people in a way that I, I, I didn't. And I've sort of expanded my circle of friends where there's people sort of on the edge of my kind of social kind of circle. And I've sort of spent a bit of time with them um, and, and really, you know, um, um, had some great conversations with them. And they've really got to know me and I've really got to know them. Um, and so uh, we've got yeah. this kind of idea, like level one is sort of, you know, talking about the football. That's sort of like very kind of like, facade type kind of conversation level two might be a little bit more deeper you know talking about something that's a little bit more um i don't know politics you know it's a bit more kind of involved yeah level three it's not only kind of complex but but personal and and i think many people like have shied away from that um they don't have that kind of contact like they used to and i try to have those kind of like deeper level three conversations So, so here's a little tip you know make time for people in the evening, it's not like people are out doing stuff. I mean, call people. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a best friend, uh, ring them. Like, how are they doing? Have a conversation. How are you coping? And, and and really sort of try and, you know, I mean, even talk about, you know, what a level three conversation is and how you might have one. And you, you'll find it really rewarding. And afterwards, you'll feel like you've got a whole bunch of fruit in your fruit bowl. Uh, that kind of connection is really important. Yeah, I was just going to expand, yeah. Absolutely, Tom. And I was just going to come back to the fruit bowl metaphor. So, again, for some people, if they find they've got, you know, too much fruit in the fruit bowl or that there's got things going on in their life that is causing a lot of stress, anxiety, it's important to have that, you know, that interaction and open up and be be honest about that. So, um, but yeah, your spot, again, having those open conversations, you know, from a level one, two and three is, is really important. Um, and th- th- there is still a lot of stigma, isn't it? Especially males. I mean, I know my yep. group of friends, they're not the most open bunch, but I, for me, training to become an instructor in MHFA mental health first aid, it's enabled me to have those level one or two conversations, if you like. Um, and then if we get to a level three, it's, it's given me the skills and the sure. confidence to be able to do yeah. that as well. So it's yeah, really I mean, important. We, we talk about a lot, isn't Definitely. it? Um, a mental health first aid, how yeah. much genuine conversations. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? That um, I mean, it's something I, I use at work um and especially with my friends you know i'll ask people how they are and everyone will say okay like everyone will say okay and then yep. i'll say yeah but how are you how are you really how are you actually and they know what i mean by that um and yeah that's a, that's a bit of a level three question isn't it for like you know where, where you're actually at and you know what some people all right maybe they're not in the, in the right place um you know not everyone wants to have a level three conversation and that's absolutely fair enough um, but I think it's really important that you ask, and I think you'd be surprised, like how many, like colleagues that we might be working with in these stressful times, and, and friends and family, um, will start a bit of a level three conversation with you if you actually ask, like, how are you, how are you doing actually, you know, how are you really doing? Um, yeah, absolutely. You might find that awkward, um, or some people might find it awkward. I mean, I love those conversations. I find them like very, very kind of rewarding and, and interesting to sort of find out, just kind of listen to people what's going on and what they're thinking. Um, and that's that kind of connection. That's the one of the, one of the three M's, isn't it, for meeting people. You really feel, want to feel like you've connected to people on, on a kind of deeper level. And that's I think that's just how we're, we're built. We're built to sort of um, be connected. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. And I think, obviously, the current situation we're in, I mean, uh, just another example. I mean, we've, we've got access, uh, obviously, our garden area. And again, we're just having conversations yeah. with the neighbours across the fence, you know, real old school conversations about, you know, yeah. anything and everything. And it's been great because, you know, going back three, four weeks, we might have not had that conversation. 
um, found out more stuff about our neighbours and, and what their family members do. We found out my neighbour's daughter right. works as an NHS right, nurse. Yeah. So it's amazing to find out, yes. you know, she's on the front line. And um, so, no, absolutely brilliant um, in terms of kind of having that connection with others. Um, so in terms of like the current situation, so I'm going back to the fruit bowl. And so we want to know more about the fruit. Um, what in, in terms of COVID-19, we know there's a lot of anxiety and people mm. are worried and it's been a massive hit on the economy. Um, how does this situation lend itself um, to where we are at the moment? Then? So how would you relate this to well, the current I, situation? You know I, I suppose it's, um, we've all got a lot of fruit being taken out of fruit bowl recently. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. when you're low on fruit, people will start with, um, they're trying to get some fake fruit in their fruit bowl. You know, so people will start drinking more. Yeah. Um, People will start with kind of bad habits. I know I've, I've had to kind of watch this a little bit where I'm just starting eating rubbish. Um, and so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? We've, we've got yeah. into bad habits as well. And uh, I, I love my fitness, but we've started to get the oh, old yeah. crisps and dip yeah. out. Yeah. And, and we're like, oh, no, need to rain it in a bit. <laughs> so it, I think it's, it's, it's really important to sort of like, um, I tell you what, we're such hypocrites, aren't we? We're t- telling everyone all these kind of ideas and then we're not doing them themselves. Terrible. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 um, where was I? What the, the, I think. What was your question again, Colin? Just how does it relate to the current situation? So there's there's a lot of fruit, um, obviously in the bowl at the moment, and obviously with COVID nineteen, how yeah. how does it relate to so it at I the moment? I suppose it's about um, um, really look people looking after, genuinely looking after themselves. I mean, you know, alcohol is very much a a thing that, that people might be using yeah. uh, more of. I mean, all the all the all the shelves were stripped bare when the pubs were closed, weren't they? Um, the only mm. beer left in the, in the whole aisle was, was the Corona, the Corona beer. Um, I yeah, know, that's, it, that's it, strange, it, isn't it? <laughs> like, I'm desperate, but I'm not that desperate. Yeah. But, but, but I'm not going to have a Corona, yeah. Like, you know, we need to cover this in Mental Health Thursday, don't we? Is that, that um, uh, alcohol is actually a depressant um, and that it's not mm. actually good drinking lots of alcohol. And obviously, like, people know that. Um, but what it tends to do is that it kind of... Um, it kind of switches people's um, introception off, you know, like people become more numb um, and, and maybe people want to be numb um, because, you know, um, they're not feeling great, um, but it's really not um, the actual solution to kind of problem. Uh, and so what we're supposed to be encouraging is people to look after themselves in, in healthier ways, you know? So, um, so yeah, I'm really liking the three M's, you know, meat, make, and what was the other one? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Uh, so we got <laughs> we got so the three M's are movement, um, yeah, yeah, movement. yeah, yeah. So yeah. again, incorporating yeah. physical activity, and again, it's huge. Obviously, my background, sport and public health, and physical activity. I can't emphasize enough what Tom was saying that you know, if you can, obviously, Boris has said that we are allowed one hour a yeah. day physical activity. You know, just go for a walk. Obviously, make sure social distancing. We don't want to you know, scare anyone, but it is important to you know go yeah, for that yeah, walk yeah, or take the yeah, dog yeah. out, go for a light jog. Um, it's massive, isn't it, Tom, to kind of get that energy levels yeah, and that, yeah, that well-being. Get some good healthy kind of stimulation. And so I think I think what's really important at the minute in, in, in this crisis is is people looking after their emotional health. I mean, we've got a lot going on. People looking after their physical yeah. health and they're washing their hands. Um, and so they're doing a lot of things day to day to look after their physical health. Uh, and then they're they're not actually look, necessarily looking after their emotional. And so, you know, I think it's really important to bear in mind, yeah. yeah, you're washing your hands, but what are you doing for your for your psychological health? That's really important that you take 10 minutes out for yourself. Um, you know, you can do a bit of mindfulness that you go yeah, for a absolutely. walk. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, 
you know, I think all those things will kind of help um, us get through. You know, make make time to call your friends um, in the evening and just have a conversation about anything. Uh, what about what about having a conversation? That's yeah. not about coronavirus. You know what I mean? How nice would that be? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's funny because I um I've got friends as well, Tom. One of them, yeah, they're all working home based, same as us all. But they, uh, one of them works for an engineering company. Um, so he works for Cummins. So he again has loads of conference yeah. calls across the globe. Um, so he's again they're talking about Corona and uh, what's happening in their country and what's happening in their country. But again, having that five minute chat with my friend who I haven't seen in probably yeah. two months, realistically, like yeah. a, a proper conversation. You know, we were smiling and uh, again, it just opened up a dialogue and it was it was great. Again, I, I come away from that going, oh, it was really good catching in with Dave and you know, yeah. seeing how his family are. And um, but yeah, so connection, yeah. making sure that we connect with people, meet with people, move. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely. absolutely spot on. OK, that's that's brilliant, Tom. So moving on to kind of summarise in terms of I know I, I kind of went off track a little bit, which yeah. is the beauty of these podcasts. Um, but what would you, so in terms of like a takeaway question for anyone, so how, how can like, in terms of once touch would we get through this and everyone's kind of back into normality, how would you encourage people to kind of make use of the fruit bowl from, from a day to day I think it's something, um, it's, it's definitely worth kind of checking in, um, with yourself, um, on a regular basis, um, you know, to seeing how much, um, um, Yeah, yeah, it's important to kind of look after uh, yourself, isn't yeah, it? And, in terms um, of, um, I lost my train of thought there. Um, no, I'm just going to tell everyone because we are actually doing because we are both in self isolation. If you like, we're doing this via a Wi-Fi recording, so we're we're going out there, guys. So <laughs> so we might break up a little bit, but obviously, yes. I, I got you back there. Yeah, Tom. yeah. So um, I think uh, basically, like a takeaway, so um, taking the time to check how much fruit you've got in your fruit bowl. If someone needs a bit of fruit out your fruit bowl, like be generous, like give them give them the best bit of fruit. Don't yeah. give them an old manky bit of grape. Do you know what I mean? Or, or grapefruit. Give them the pineapple. Like, who eats grapefruit <laughs> anymore? Um, I don't. I, but you know, don't. I give know. Them yeah. Give them a nice bit of fruit. Someone needs something, and this is something else actually because it's helpful not just in the work situation, um, but but even at home. You know, if you're aware that you're feeling um, a bit low. Um, with, with your in your fruit bowl then then tell someone you know say look i'm not feeling great at the minute just to let you know you know i'm a bit running i'm running a bit low through in my fruit bowl and you know what tends to happen is that the people around you go oh okay well no you know that's fine you know don't worry what can i do to help like that's what most people are like it at work and at home if you don't tell them and you just sound off at them what most people do is that they People are naturally defensive. So if you start whinging and complaining, you'll end yeah, up then absolutely. whinging and complaining back at you, which is the worst thing you need when you've run out of fruit in your fruit bowl. Um, people, you know, fight fire with fire. So if you can yeah. catch that moment where you go, oh, hang on, I've got one bit of fruit left. This is dangerous. I'm just about to, you know, give give someone uh, what for uh, verbally. Then it's, it's a good time to sort of go, hang on a minute. Um, let me just tell my partner or my colleague that I'm working with, if you like, I'm really stressed at the minute. I'm just letting you know if I if I say anything, I'm just being a bit irritable. I'm just a bit low at the minute. And what you tend to find is that you elicit a really positive response out of people, and that they're actually quite generous. If you tell them, like people give you uh, like give you a lot of 
give you a lot of support if you ask for it. If you don't ask for it, yeah. the first time they realise that you run out the fruit bowl is uh, fruit out of your fruit bowl is when you're shouting at them or whinging at them or pulling faces at them. Most people do actually react negatively to that, <laughs> um, and then you end up in a worse situation. Yeah, of course. So it's something to you know to practice. You know, asking um, what's you know what what fruit have you got in your fruit bowl? Uh, asking that of your colleagues, asking that of yourself, and just catching it before you end up having a bit of a issue with someone. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely spot on. So again, just to kind of reiterate what Tom said, it's just, you know, make sure that, you know, anyone that's listening, that you take care of yourselves, you know, make sure that we appreciate and take care of others um, and think of it as you are a fruit bowl in essence. So we need to make sure that we represent and look after how much we've got in the tank. Um, okay, that's brilliant, Tom. So in terms of... Um, stuff we've got coming up with changing minds is there anything you want to kind of add in terms of yeah what we're well doing the, moving the, forward? The, you know we're very much kind of interested uh, i suppose with these kind of podcasts which we're going to be um sending out to uh you know anyone really wants to kind of hear them but particularly kind of a uh, local companies and yeah. stuff that we're working with who might be going through a tough time at the minute um and we would we would just kind of give some people a bit of support with that um one of the other things that we're kind of interested in kind of developing um because we don't really know how long we'll be in lockdown and it might be something that, you know, increasingly we change the way that we work. But we've been thinking, and haven't we, about online training and, and actually offering online training um, yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. To, to companies and, and individuals. And that might be something that we, um, that, that we do um, online. So um, look out for that. Um, and, and also we have um, a, lot, a lot of connections with um, different kind of counsellors and stuff like that, where we're looking at providing uh, for people and or organisations um, the the uh, the ability to actually do some online counselling, you know, for for people that they need to take a bit of time to unpack some stuff, repack some stuff, um, yeah. all the things that are going on with them, and and you know just have a uh, a bit of a sort out, I suppose, uh, psychologically, emotionally, um, to get themselves into a better place. And um, I would really kind of, you know, if you haven't tried counselling, I've done a bit of counselling, um, and I'm 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 hoping to sort of train to be a psychotherapist. Um, if the universities and colleges are still around in six months' time and they haven't, got, they haven't all gone bust. But um, I would really kind of promote that um, um, line of uh, support as well uh, for people. That's, so, so there's a few kind of ideas of things that we're kind of looking to do, isn't it, um, over, the, over the coming months? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, just to remind everyone, we've got um, – so in the next couple of weeks, we're looking to launch um, Easter time. We're going to have some online content and some support. Um, the podcast is going to be running weekly. Um, so we're going to have two episodes a week, one with a member of the CMK team. Um, and then every Monday, we're going to have an interview with a, a guest speaker. Um, so we're going to be looking at – again, we want to provide some support to families and new mums as well because it could be quite a, an anxious yeah, time for sure. mums as well, kind yeah. of Tom, and, and new dads. Um, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of work around that. So yeah, please, please do con continue to follow us and subscribe. Um, and again, hopefully we can get those messages out there and get people feeling more positive and healthier. Um, so Tom, well, a massive thank you for enjoyed. taking time out of your day. Um, I really I know you, thank great. you. We'll, we'll bring you back um, yeah. every so often for a little chat. <laughs> um, but no, thank you, Tom. So that's Tom Jeffs, uh, CEO of Changing Minds, Ken, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking to Tom soon. Um, so that's, that's it for us today, episode two. Um, so to find out more about what we do, you can check us out on changingmindskents.co.uk and follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but on behalf of me and Tom, stay safe and we'll speak Bye to now. you soon. Take care, guys.